Mark Cownan from EasternMainSports.com. Follow him on Twitter at Mark, that's Mark with a C, and then Cownan. Uh, Mark, thanks so much for joining us, first of all, here on the B-List Daily. Um, you normally join us here on Mondays, but happy to have you with us here on this Friday. Tell us a little bit about what's going on on EasternMainSports.com uh, this weekend and the upcoming week, perhaps. All right, we'll do, and uh, thanks for your flexible this week, and we'll be back on Monday, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and uh, uh, yeah, what's going on? Also, you can uh, mention uh, my Mark Cowan uh, Twitter, also Eastern Eastern ME Sports too. Uh, um, follow, follow there also for the uh, for the Eastern ME Sports stuff um, too. Gotcha. Um, I just want uh, plenty of stuff going on. Obviously, it all starts uh, in the state. Uh, what's going on tomorrow afternoon? Uh, the main uh, semifinal game. Uh, the anticipation for that is, uh, is incredible as it should be. Uh, you know, it's amazing they got this far, but there's no reason why they can't go further the way things have been going. You know, so that's that's where it all starts. And uh, uh, Chris will be providing updates on the Twitter page, Eastern Emmy Sports Bar, and also um, we have a group on Facebook, Eastern Emmy Scores, and uh, you know that's uh, just just amazing what they've done, huh? It's been it's been outstanding. I got to catch the fourth quarter. I was doing a high school basketball game, but I, I returned late and caught the fourth quarter of their win over Weber State. And that defense, uh, I was saying, forget the Black Bears. It's more like the Chicago Bears. That defense they're playing over there, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it sure is. I mean, uh, and that's what, that's what they say, right? Defense wins championships, and uh, they, they got to the Final Four uh, because of that defense. Um, definitely not going to be easy. Um, you know, Dr. Uh, Chris Aluka, who does most of the covering of our college sports, and uh, you know, he said for preventing the big big play uh, from Eastern Washington is going to be a key. Um, they're, they're a powerful team. Um, Weber State did beat them 14-6, but I heard Chris Ferguson talk about that. Uh, I think they've watched video of that and just kind of chalked that up to a bad game from Eastern Washington, which you know, Maine had a couple of those too. Uh, Cluckers, every team does during the season. Uh, so I don't think that's going to you know means a lot, but uh, but it does. Show that they could be stopped, and uh, you know, Maine took care of Weaver State last week, so that's that's a good sign. But um, you know, I think they just need to prevent the big play, as Chris said, and uh, um, that's need defensively and offensively. Um, you know, they, they go as far as their running game goes because their running game can set up the big plays from Ferguson and those um, top wide receivers they have. So um, you know, there's no reason to believe they can't. The, the, tra- the travel has not hurt them so far. This is the furthest any humane. Uh, Football team has ever traveled to play a game, so bet, uh, they, yeah. <laughs> so they they set a set a set a record there to, before they even start. So um, you know they, they gonna, can't look past this game, but it's just amazing that they're, they're one one win away from getting the national championship game. Just absolutely terrific. And then I know EasternMainSports.com. You all do a lot of coverage of the local, you know, high school basketball games and and what's going on there. What are some early observations from the high school basketball season? Just a few games in. Yeah, and um, as you said, very early. Um, some things have gone as expected. Some things really kind of the, – the biggest thing is boys, I think, right now in Class B, uh, all of those were real, and they play a huge game tomorrow at Winslow. And uh, Connor Robinson, he was hurt last year. He may be the best player in Class B. He's got over 30 points both games. He's an he's a inside player, but he's got at least six three points each of their first two games. If he can continue that with the way he plays, I mean, he got 36 points and 16 rebounds the other night, and he hit like six three-pointers. Um, he's a player to watch. He's a player that you're going to hear about all season long. And as I said, he was out last year, um, injured, and um, he has come back. He's obviously healthy, and uh, that makes them a, a, legit, a legitimate threat in Class B. And, uh, uh, again, watch out for them. But, again, a big game tomorrow. They, they, that's going to be a tough game at Winslow uh, tomorrow for them. Uh, now that's something in Class B. Uh, Class C, a lot of big games in Class C coming up this week because uh, Class C is so balanced. They're going to kind of hear about that all year. Um, 
USA, the defending you know, three-time champ. They started 2-0. Um, you know, they lost a lot of talent, but they play at Ellsworth and at Sumner. Sumner's um, this coming week, and Sumner's 3-0, too. Got to watch out for them in Class C. Um, the team just, uh, Holton is 3-0, and um, they looked really impressive last night um, over Prescott, class, uh, contender, they'll be a contender in Class B, uh, Prescott, and uh, uh, they got Keegan, Keegan Gentle, who... Uh, just went off last night for over 30 points, and he, he's, a, he's a solid player there in Class C for Holton. So that's a couple of, I want to talk about Class D Washburn. They're 2-1. They were 0-18 last year. Oh, man. wow. Uh, yeah, so, um, you know, after going 0-18, and really not even close to any games last year, um, they started off 2-0, I mean 2-1. So strong start, start from them. Um, and obviously, uh, Bangor, um, you know, they're, they're back. They got, they got, they got uh, you know, Matt Fleming, uh, Andrew Fleming's younger brother, who uh, is going to be, he got a scholarship to play at uh, Army. Um, so anytime you get a player like that, you know, you're going to be uh, tough to beat. They uh, already beat Lewiston in Oxford Hill. So, right. Um, look, yeah, look for them to uh, continue to roll. They, they, you know, they have a big game, uh, uh, Portland. They play Portland at some point in the next week, and uh, they have Wyndham and Brewer. And, um, you know, so those big games there for Bangalore, but no reason why they can't keep rolling. Um, well, rules action, um, you know, Class B, Class B um, is kind of like Class C in boys. Class B girls is kind of, um, you know, MBI saw them play. Um, I did their game Wednesday night against Foxcroft. Um, Julia Watchers is a real top player. Um, she, she had a great game there. And uh, they're the mix of Waterville, Winslow, Herman, um, there's a lot of good teams um, in Class B, and, uh, you know, it's just so balanced. Um, John Babbitt plays at Waterville tomorrow, and that's going to be a big game. Both those are um, contenders, so um, look for that. In Class C, uh, Penobscot Valley girls have made a statement early. They beat uh, Stearns. Everybody's talking about Dexter Callis Stearns as a contender as well. P- PBHS beat Stearns the other night, um, 57-52, and then they play Dexter next week. Um, Dexter plays uh, Dexter... Um, you know, they, they came on the favorite. They beat, uh, I mean, they lost to Holton last year in the regional final. They had pretty much every, uh, most of the team back from that team. And, uh, you know, they got Peyton Grant, who's averaging 29 points the first two games. So they're going to be tough to beat. But watch, that, watch for that game, the result of that game next Wednesday, Penobscot Valley at, at Dexter. Because um, Penobscot Valley's got Lexi Ireland. They got most of their team back. Um, you know, uh, both those teams are great. Coach Dexter, Jody Grant, um, uh, Penobscot Valley, uh, Nate Case, and uh, I just uh, that that should be an interesting game. And CS Sports kind of uh, made a statement in Class C too. They started two and one. Um, they beat Penquist last night pretty handily. So um, a lot of interesting stuff there, and uh, um, just rolling here, kind of in the second full week, and uh, getting busy. Well, it's interesting. One of the teams we cover closely in our neck of the woods is is Oxford Hills, and the the boys team. You mentioned that Bangor won that game uh, at Bangor, but Oxford Hills did lead at halftime. Then it looks like Bangor just took over in the second half. I wasn't there. I don't know if you guys anyone had anyone covering it, but uh, what, what what do you think was the difference there for the Rams? Well, yeah, I wasn't there. We didn't have anyone covering okay. it. But, but from what I heard, uh-huh. um, yeah, they, they just took over. So three, they have three pretty much times in the middle there, led by Fleming, and um, they're just so talented. They, they're going to be able to wear teams down, um, you know, because no matter what class, I know they're the highest class, class double A, but you got three players that, uh, that you know, that talented, that, that's tough. And again, you got a player that's going to go to Army and, yeah. and you know, and, and they're, they're going to be tough to beat. I mean, the class double A is tough, and they got other teams that are going to play 
Uh, again, one of them this week in Portland, who's even though they lost Moss, they're, they're still pretty good. Sure. And, uh, and but um, it, I, that's what I think it was. As I said, I don't know what I heard. They just wore them down. Gotcha. So a couple things, Mark. Uh, how about my alma mater, Brewer? I I didn't hear you talk about them at all. How are they this year? <laughs> well, well, they're. I mean, they're one one right now. I, I think they're going to be competitive. They're they're going to be, be competitive in uh, in A, and uh, you know, it's just tough, tough schedule. I mean, they they got in the next week. In the next week, they got to play Bangor, and they got to play Hampton. <laughs> so uh, you know, wow. it's it just. I mean, yeah, a lot of heel points available for those in those games, but it's tough to win those. <laughs> you know, you know, and uh, they do play. Then they play. Uh, they play Calhoun here coming up too, who's another should be also competitive in uh, Class A. So um, no, they they should be right in the in the mix though for yeah, I, in the tournament. You know, in the tournament spot, but it's just tough, especially when you know they're out of out of the out of class game is Bangor. <laughs> you know, you know. So again, if you can win that game, you're gonna, you're gonna get huge heel points, but it's just tough to do that. You know, Mark, the, the MPA uh, went to the five classifications with a double A, and I like that, especially for the tournament time. But in order to put a schedule together, they they almost have forced the A's to play the double A's, which defeats the purpose for me. Uh, I would rather see, and I know nobody likes that, but I remember when I was a assistant baseball coach at Bangor, we were so much bigger than everybody else. We played the A schools in baseball three times. So that, we, so that we didn't play Ellsworth and Orono and teams that it was tough for them to play us. And I, I don't know what the solution is, but when I talk to the, the A school coaches around this area, they end up having to play the double-A schools. And I'll tell you what, that's a tough that's tough when you look at how the enrollments in the schools, especially in Eastern Maine, have changed. Yeah, and you're right. And, and I understand how come they have to play the out-of-class, but... It kind of gives to some of the teams it gives an unfair advantage because you're playing teams like it happens in the lower classes too. C plays D and D plays C. Sometimes they get major heel points that other teams aren't getting because you're playing a team that might be, you know, if you're class B, you're playing a team that's fourteen and four in class C, but you could beat them. Where you yeah. and you're going to get a whole of those heel points. So, all the heel points, yeah. You, you know, and if you're playing, you know, another class uh, team in your classes. Four, you know, four, four and fourteen. You know, that might be almost as good as the other team. But you know, you know what I mean. It just creates a, that. In, I don't know what can be done about it, other than maybe what you said, playing teams three, three times in a season um, or whatnot. But uh, yeah, uh, I just don't you think it kind of gives an, an yeah. you know to, to some of the teams it gives them a fair advantage, and, and then you get to the tournament. Um, you know, I don't know anybody in particular, but there was one one team that went undefeated last year. And they went into the tournament as a number three seed. They got blown out in the uh, you know come come tournament time. You know you know and, and sure. just you know you know and it's just kind of you know good that you had that record, but it doesn't really show what that team might be in the standings. You know what I mean? Yeah, I, I I mean I know what you're talking about. And you're right. I I talking with uh, Coach Collins, the softball coach at, at Oak Hill. They're in the Mountain Valley, and they're a B school. And they play a lot of C schools, and they their record going into the tournament is always really good. The problem is, and she said this many times, they're not really tournament ready. They haven't played those tough B schools, and suddenly they're, they're hitting the face with the 
you know, the Greeleys and whatever. And it, wow, it's like, holy smokes, these guys are really good. And not that the sea schools aren't good, but you know what I mean? They're, <clears throat> they haven't played that tough schedule uh, that you would play if you played a B schedule all year long. So yeah, all of those things are issues. Right, I'll give you an example of a team up here that that, that worked for, uh, um, Skank, in East Millinocker. They're a Class D school, but they play mostly a Class C schedule. Their record may not be as good when they get to the tournament, but they're a tough out. Um, girls, sure. and boys will, girls and boys will be this year because uh, uh, both, both teams are quality teams. They play mostly class C schedule. They might go in the tournament as a six or seven seed, but you don't want to see them in your bracket, and because sure. they they are turned, they're the opposite of that. You know what I mean? They're, yeah. You know they're, they're tournament ready because they're playing. You know as a girls team, getting girls are playing Dexter. They're as good as Dexter's is good or uh, probably better than anybody they're going to play in the class C tournament. But they might lose those games, but as I said, they'll be prepared playing them twice uh, to play anybody in class B. So uh, you know some teams are worse like that, but. You're right. If you're a higher class playing all those teams, well, you know, you might go in, you know, 14-4, 16-2 as a high seed, and then uh, watch out when you're playing those teams in your class. The uh, I don't know how long you've been in, in Maine, Mark. I, I don't know you that well, but uh, it's amazing to me when I look at what the classifications look like now compared to what they look like when I was in high school. I mean, yeah, I've been in Maine all my life. I, Fort Fifield, Caribou, Stearns. They they were huge A schools and now Stearns has under two hundred kids. Yeah, I mean, it's absolutely it's amazing to me. Right, and some schools have gone opposite. I, I actually have lived in Maine all my life. I actually grew up in Southern Maine and I went to Salt Valley. Um, and uh, they're actually a class B school now. Well, they were class C when I when I went to school. But Dexter here, where I live now, they were a class B school. They've got Vaughn, Vaughn, Guilford. You know, kind of they're a class C school, but they're on the borderline of being class D. You know, all these schools used to be big, but, yeah, population going down, uh, the average age in Maine going up, and, you know what I mean? And, that's, you know, uh, and plus a lot of these students don't want to play that out, you know, that could play, too, you know. So, so yeah, it's kind of changed a lot, hasn't it? Are you seeing, uh, we've talked about it in football, of course, with the, the advent of, of uh, eight-man football and so on because of not only numbers in football, but numbers in the school. And we're seeing schools that are suddenly not having JV teams in some sports and things oh. like that because they don't have enough numbers. What are you seeing in Eastern Maine? Yeah, um, actually, I talked to the JV coach uh, last week. They've only got 11 teams on their schedule. <laughs> you know, that, that's, uh, it's very, numbers are very low. There's not as many JV teams. A lot of, a lot of the C and D schools up here kind of went away from it just because they don't have enough players. And even some schools that do have it, I know uh, – you know, there's one JV program up here that has five, five just JV players. They have two or three that swing. You know, not two, but um, you know, there's only a limited number of minutes they can use those players because you want to save them for varsity. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, numbers overall. One school that numbers are down is MBI, the girls, um, boys probably too. But I covered their game the other night. And their coach was saying they have they have 30 whatever, 38 I think plays in the program. They actually got enough enough kids for a freshman program, which is getting to be very odd too <laughs> you know they're not they used to be every team used to have freshman programs and now now they don't but yeah overall um the programs are very limited and they have to like struggle to find their teams and sometimes some schools do have to play teams three times and stuff and um you know the one benefit of that so what we do and what i do is uh, there's a lot of boxes double house more than boxes double house which is good but it's not good overall for the programs to you know be so low in numbers 
Mark, I'm I'm curious about something. Um, you know, you mentioned you grew up in Maine. You've lived in Maine all your life. EasternMainSports.com. What's the history of that? When did you start it, and what was the motivation behind it? Maybe I'm curious. I'm, maybe Maddie asked, asked you this before, but uh, um, I'd love to learn. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. I, well, it started in 2009. I actually lived in Southern Maine. I, I moved up up this way in uh, 2004. Uh-huh. Um, but I, I started the website in uh, in 2009. Um, and I don't know if I've ever told him about this, but he was kind of you know his uh, Central Maine site at the time. Kind of, you know, I love sports, and that kind of gave me an idea. Well, we don't have anything like that up here, you know. You know what I mean? And, and uh, you know, I kind of started. I didn't. I did not expect it to grow like it has. I mean, this is, we're coming going into the tenth year next year, and uh, and I just, I just wanted to start something where people up here got the coverage. Maybe the southern Maine did, and you know, the more coverage, and it just grew. And my focus has been on the small schools. I mean, I do cover. We do cover the bigger schools too, and. Um, stuff like that, but it's just, you know, to get the schools, I live in Dexter, the schools around here, we're doing a lot of, um, we're working with, we're working with uh, WHOU this year, doing a lot of broadcasts, yeah. 30, 37 broadcasts, we're working with them this year, which has been huge to even get more coverage um, for these schools, and it's just, just grown, and um, I've got a lot of help, Chris Lesson has stepped in, he actually covers, as I mentioned earlier, a lot of the college stuff, he's actually going out, I think, to a Hudson Women's game tonight, um, they play Fort Kent. Um, and, and he's, you know, a lot of the main stuff, obviously, and, the, you know, hopping the small schools, too. Um, it's just grown as, again, the high school is, you know, kind of where most of my audience is at and where they love. Um, but, again, we've got Chris's help for the college stuff. I've got um, Anthony Delmonico uh, helping with the photos, and Lisa Prescott does come tournament time, too. I've got Jeff Holt doing a lot of videos, and all, all these guys have helped, you know, with the broadcast, too, as we're kind of doing locally. But... No, it, yeah, it's kind of, you know, I saw that other areas had the coverage that these guys, these guys up here didn't, and um, you know, the, police, the kids and parents and administration locally have just loved it overall. So it's great. So you guys with WHOU, you have four broadcasts tonight. It looks like. Am I looking at the schedule correctly? Uh, I don't have it in front of me, but okay. probably. <laughs> I, I'm actually, I'm, 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 actually uh, I'm actually off tonight. We had oh, okay. Friday night. Yeah, yeah, but uh, but I uh, my next broadcast is tomorrow, uh, Dexter and uh, PCHS girls. But, gotcha. but yeah, they have uh, we have a feed down here, the Dexter area, PCHS, Foxcroft, uh, Central, you know, Penquist area, area. Then they have a two in Bangor, they got two in Arusa County, plus they got a Fort Kent feed this year. So what's that? Four, five, six feeds, I think. Yeah. So uh, so it's just growing. They have two uh, total of, uh, during this basketball season, two hundred thirty-seven broadcasts. We have. 37 of them, uh, 37 <laughs> of them. So, so it's just, uh, it's just amazing. Uh, you know, Fred Grant runs a runs a great program there at WHOU, and uh, you know, just expanding all the time. And again, I'm just thrilled that we're doing that in this area, and it's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, a lot of learning experiences, learning experience here in the first week um, with the equipment and, and a few things. But um, I think after this first week or so, it's going to be smooth sailing, and uh, just love broadcasting the game for sure. Mark, you got to. You got to excuse Aaron. He's from Seattle, so he has no idea how big basketball is in Eastern Maine. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, okay, hold on. <laughs> it was, it's huge. It's huge. The old days when they used to come to the Bang Auditorium for the tournament, people would come and stay the whole week. I mean, yeah. the whole week, do. just for, they never whether they were playing or not. No, yeah, they, they still do. <laughs> people plan their vacations around. I mean, I plan my. Uh, for my my forty uh, hour week job, I actually put my vacation, but I'm actually you know doing work in you know the tournament too. But but there's people that just come and stay, and um, 
you know, if you get a chance to you know, come up to, especially one of the bigger games, one of the regional finals or something, to come up to the cross center, you'll enjoy it. That, that just, you know, especially if you don't have a rooting interest and you just want to sit there and just take in the whole environment, you'll you'll uh, you'll definitely uh, definitely enjoy yourself. And uh, yeah, there's people there's people from Rooster County that do. They stay at a hotel all week, man, plan their vacations around it, and it's just a blast. And as I said, if you do get a chance to um, come up this this uh, February, you, you do that. You know, Miller's Cave and Miller's. Uh... <laughs> The, the where they had the uh, buffet and whatever those, those yeah. are hot spots. Yeah, right now now they got a the, the casino across the street with a hotel there. That's uh, right. Actually, one of my, one of my sponsors, uh, uh, my sports Charles in puts me up for the week. Um, yeah, there, there, I, I check in, check in on the first Friday of the tournament. I don't have to check in until the last Saturday, of the regional final day. So I, I, I yeah, they're, they're good enough to do that, and it's just, uh, it's just a great, great week, and uh, yeah, it's. it's People, people do it. There's, there's even more hotels up there now. Yeah. I went to school with three of the Gagan boys, which is their restaurants right across the street yeah. also. Yes, so. yes. Uh, Mark, it seems like the Eastern Maine sports staff is pretty confident that Patriots are going to win this week, huh? <laughs> Yo, you, saw, you saw our picks, huh? Yeah, I saw your picks, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I, I think the Pittsburgh uh, zone defense, I think, I, I mean, I don't think it's going to be easy because I think this is this is like a playoff game for Pittsburgh. This is huge <laughs> for them. It's a lot more important for them, really, than the Patriots. Because I think, I mean, the Patriots need to win, though, because they need to stay in front of Houston to get, at least get the number two seed. But I just think... Uh, that was the craziest finish I've seen in an NFL game in a long time. Uh, I've never seen those laterals actually work, but <laughs> uh, I think the Patriots will be angry. And I think they'll come out and probably yeah, crush the Steelers so. by uh, at least two touchdowns, but we'll see. Uh, that's why they play the games. Well, Mark Cowden, thanks so much for joining us here on the B-List Daily. Mark will be back. Monday at 11.30 a.m., and then Monday's beyond that as well. But thanks for joining us here on this Friday. Follow him at Mark, M-A-R-C-C-A-L-N-A-N, Mark Cownan on Twitter, and also, as Mark mentioned, Eastern M-E Sports, Eastern M-E Sports on Twitter, and check them out online, easternmainsports.com. Mark, thanks again. Thanks for having me, guys. Talk to you Monday. Take care, Mark.